0: If you came up to me and said, Monica, I need your help. What are the five most important things in education? I would be able to give those five things like that. Like I am 100% confident at this point in my career that feeling like we made an impact, driving home from school each day and knowing that we did our very best, it can truly be boiled down to five different things. And we're going to actually talk about all five of those in this episode. If you're like, oh my God, what, what are they? What's the list? Well, you know what? I'll tell you right here, right now, before we even roll the intro, that it's not test scores. Like test scores didn't make that list. It's not about like academic data. Nope. Academic data didn't make the list. Like all those cliche things, I can promise you, are not on the list. In fact, I wonder if some of my five things would actually surprise you. But I also wonder if my five things are the same as yours. Regardless of whether we agree on all of them, I feel like the secret sauce to having a successful school and having success with students come down to these five categories. And I cannot wait to share them with you. Now, before we get into this dynamic episode, I want to read a five-star review that was left on the Apple Podcast app. Thank you to the listener of the week, Orange 4s. They said the best, simply the best. Monica is motivating, inspiring, and uses real life experiences and ideas to share her positivity. Listening to this podcast has become an amazing start to my days. Highly recommend with three orange hearts. Orange 4s. Thank you so much for that five star review. I want you guys to know that these podcast episodes are intended to be the boost that we need, the laughter that we need, the love that we need. So, if you are feeling that on any level, if you are feeling the love of this podcast and you appreciate that it streams through your airwaves every single Sunday night when a new episode is released, will you do me a favor? will you leave a written review like hit pause maybe right now and go leave a quick written review so even more teachers like you can find the this teacher life podcast But for now we're going to get into it because i want you to crush it let's go there is awesome in every single school day the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education, celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. The term crushed can mean a lot of things. And I think actually if you look it up in the urban dictionary, some of the definitions are hilarious and some are actually wildly inappropriate. But maybe when you were a kid or maybe um in your first few years of teaching, a crush was somebody who you liked, somebody who you were maybe interested in pursuing. Kids don't call that a crush anymore. They call it quote we're talking. That was like, "Oh, I had a crush on you." Okay? Uh it could mean like man I feel crushed which means I feel really sad like I am upset my heart is broken. But these days we actually hear the term crushing it more often. That could mean like oh man I was really crushing it in the gym. That means your workout went well. Maybe you are crushing it on some sort of bracket, right? Like your March Madness bracket is going exactly as you would hope for and you crushed it. But what if we took this term and said that we are crushing it in the classroom? What does that mean? If we're crushing it in the classroom, what are our relationships like? If we're crushing it in the classrooms, Then what does our student engagement, our student motivation look like? Well, we're going to answer all of those questions and so much more in this episode because I want you to crush it in fourth quarter. I want you to feel so good about who you are as a teacher and how you interact with kids. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about five areas of education to impact students in really big ways with simple but significant strategies. Because CRUSH is actually an acronym. Each letter of the word CRUSH represents one of the top five things that I think we need to do to make fourth quarter freaking awesome. So the first letter, C, what does that stand for? stands for celebrating. I freaking believe in this with my whole heart. And I know a lot of you who've maybe been a listener for a while or maybe I've done like a a PD in your school, you know that I bring the energy, you know I bring the heat, like I have just enthusiasm I do and it's it's pretty natural for me and so I know some of you're like well of course that feels like an obvious choice but you don't have to have my same personality or even my same philosophy to be a believer in celebrating education it's not about clapping all the time it's not about diving into school spirit week every single week sometimes it's just about celebrating those really small moments in fact i I want to read something to you that I wrote in my book called Crushing It for Kids. I said, when we actively make the choice to celebrate education, it's a game changer. Let's get serious. Education can feel like one huge shitstorm sometimes, can't it? In fact, TLC, why haven't you come out with a reality show about what it is like to be a teacher? Like, come into the school with cameras, because it's wildly entertaining. But what we choose to focus on dictates how each day will go. So why not just choose to celebrate, right? And I I truly mean that. And I know now we've got actually some shows that are mimicking what education is supposed to look like. But you guys know this. We feel this every day. Like we walk into our classrooms and it feels like we are in a reality show. It feels like the real world Do you remember that show on MTV? Like the real world, New York, the real world, Las Vegas. It's like the real world, third grade teacher, the real world, seventh grade student attitude. Like we understand all of those things. But the question is, can we find those little moments to celebrate? Can we find those little moments to laugh about, to cheer on our students, to maybe throw some confetti in the air? Right I just think there's a lot of power when we celebrate three areas, when we celebrate our own silly, when we celebrate our students, and when we celebrate our whole stinking school community. I think all three of those areas just have so much room for growth. Especially in the springtime when it feels like everything is falling apart. So what's the first part of Crush? The celebration. And let me ask you right now. What part of your school day are you celebrating most? Is it the car ride home? Or is it those footsteps as you come into your school and start fresh? I don't ask that. In a way to like be like, oh man, she be calling me out. I ask that because I don't think that it's ever too late to kind of shift it. Listen, it feels hard to celebrate when we're stressed. But what if, because we're celebrating, it decreases our stress? I really do believe in that. And I actually think that leads into the next letter, which is R. And that stands for relationships. Listen, I almost think it's cliche to talk about the power of relationships these days because guess what? We get it. Like, you get it. We know that if we want to have awesome lessons, awesome curriculum, that first we totally have to build relationships. In fact, here's a fun little story for you. I knew at a really young age that I wanted to be a teacher. Like, I absolutely can remember sitting in my first grade classroom and examining that teacher and keeping track of what I liked that she did and what I hated that she did. And I would keep it in a journal. Like, I had a journal that I kept throughout all of elementary, all of middle, and even into high school with notes of things where I'm like, do this like that teacher don't do this like that teacher and actually my parents were moving recently and they found that journal and I was dying laughing at it because it was so funny and I still remember these moments my handwriting was terrible and it totally hasn't changed since I was 12 but how crazy is that that I had this physical journal where I was keeping tracks of things That could either make or break relationships with kids. And maybe you didn't actually physically write things down in journals. But I wonder if you go back to fifth grade and think about your fifth grade teacher and the connection that you had with that person. Can you remember the things that you loved about them? And maybe even the things that you didn't like. If you go back to sophomore year in high school and think about your math teacher. Do you have memories of that math teacher? I'm guessing you don't have super strong memories about algebra or geometry or trig, tri- what I about said, trigonometry. Well, shit, that shows you how much I learned from math. But you know what I do have? From trig, let's just call it trig class. <laughs> you know what I have? What is it? Trigonometry? There we go. Do you know what I have from that class? Memories of that teacher. Special inside jokes with that math teacher that's what I've got and so I think that we just have to continue to build strong relationships and at this point in the year some of us are like yeah right it's not happening we only got a we only got a couple months left of school like some kids just aren't gonna let us in and I want to say this as the final piece to the R and crush is it's never too early and it's never too late to build ridiculously strong relationships. So maybe as the reflection point for this one, I want you to think about what one student do you really need to hone in on for the rest of the school year? Maybe, you know what? Oh, this is interesting. Maybe the relationship component is not you with your students. Maybe it's you with a staff member. Maybe you don't feel super connected with the people who you teach with every single day. So what one colleague, what person in your building do you need to connect with? So when that final bell rings in the summer, you feel like, OK, I left on a good note in that relationship. So now we are into the, uh, the you, right? You, soldier boy, do you? OK, it's it's do you remember that song come on tell me you remember that song soldier boy and before you did that super annoying dance move where you like jolted your body everyone was like you okay so you in crush does not stand for the soldier boy song it stands for utilize and as you can see in this moment this is not scripted but As you can see in this moment, I am utilizing my quirky sense of humor. I am utilizing my knowledge of like music and cultural references to try to connect with you. That is part of who I am as a human and I try to utilize that as much as possible in my classroom. I want to be super interconnected with what kids are experiencing, what kids are watching, what kids are listening to. And then I try to infuse that into classroom dialogue, into classroom lessons and activities. And so U stands for utilize. Specifically, your interests, your skills, your strengths. What is really interesting is oftentimes when I'm doing like a workshop in a school with fellow teachers... People will come up to me and they'll say like, Monica, I am not like you. Monica, I'm not as creative as you. Monica, I'm not as energetic as you. Monica, I don't think I can implement this because I respond differently to students than you do. And my response is awesome. That's fantastic. Do you know why I respond that way? It's because in a school with 50 teachers or 100 teachers or maybe small, 12 teachers... Your personality is absolutely perfect for some of your students. It's perfect. Like you are the person because your unique interests, skills, and strengths align to a student. Our goal every day is not to be cookie cutter replicates of each other. Our goal every day is to try to connect with kids And teach them incredible opportunities and incredible lessons that they're going to go on to use in their college, career, or life. They're going to be ready to go. And because of that, we have to expose every single one of our students to different personalities, different philosophies, different outlooks, different beliefs. And so if you are struggling because you're like, I don't do it like them. I can't sound like them. I can't implement like them. Instead of seeing that as a negative, Can we make a promise to ourselves that we're going to see that as a freaking advantage? You are unique. Capitalize on that. That is a beautiful gift that we give to our school every single day. Friend, utilize that stuff. And I'm going to continue to be quirky and silly and make music references and cultural references that maybe you don't understand, but maybe my students do. Or maybe you understand them and my kids don't. That's cool. We have multiple areas of our life, so we just gotta figure out what's the best time to use each of those. Because I like to keep these podcast episodes pretty short, around 20 to 30 minutes each week, you guys are just getting a very small snapshot of what the whole crushing it for kids philosophy really is. In fact, this whole belief system, these five pillars of education that are awesome, have actually been taken and created an entire course for teachers around it. It's actually starting in April and it's called the Crushing It for Kids course. It is a 21-day virtual, flexible PD just for teachers like you. This professional development has videos, it has discussion questions, it has live events where you and I go live in a group with other incredible teachers from across the country and we answer your questions. We dive deep into the topics that are, are swirling around in your heart and head. If you're loving this episode and you're feeling the energy and you need a little bit more from each of these, you want to dive a little bit deeper, then friend, I want to invite you to participate in Crushing It for Kids with me and other teachers. Again, it starts in April and you can go to monicagenta.com slash courses. That's Monica, G-E-N-T-A com slash courses i'm gonna drop a direct link in the show notes but i want to take this 20 to 30 minute episode and i want to blow it up into a 20 to 30 day journey with you in april i think one of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves is awesome pd that is meaningful for us and that's exactly what crushing it for kids is it's not one more thing it actually could be the thing that changes everything for you as we close out this school year. So comment and check it out with me at monicagenta.com slash courses. We've got two letters left in this CRUSH acronym. And so I wanna dive into S, which stands for share. In fact, I want you to think back when something big, dramatic and impactful happened in your classroom. And through that, you actually learned something about your student that you didn't know about them. Like you didn't even know it was a thing and you were floored. You were shocked that they shared that. And it's because they didn't share that important piece of the puzzle earlier that there was some sort of blow up in your classroom or they shut down or there was some eruption. Because they hadn't shared that piece, you didn't know what to do. And you were confused and you felt like that student had a wall up. So how do we get kids to share? Like how do we get them to engage and participate and raise their hand and communicate and be open? I actually think it's pretty simple. We share first. That's a secret pillar. I think we need to share three things with kids on a daily basis. I think we need to share our story. I think we need to share our struggles. And I think we need to share our successes. You see, kids see us. And you guys get this. Like, you totally understand this. Kids see us. As the model, as the role model, as the teacher model, as the model maybe as we're working that runway in our teacher cardigan and teacher t-shirt. Woo! I want to like cue the RuPaul music. Work, work it stuff on the runway. Work. Okay. A lot of music coming out in this episode and it's, it might be getting cringy and I apologize. I'm like a little embarrassed of myself, but I'm just... I'm gonna embrace it. So, here's what's up. I don't actually mean sharing our style, but I truly do mean sharing successes, struggles, and stories. Because we are the model in our classroom, sometimes kids need permission to share. They need permission to dive into something awkward or uncomfortable, or maybe something that they're just unsure about. And when we can show kids, it's okay to struggle. Here's an example of when I struggled. Or it's okay to to say like, hey, you know what? Something awesome happened. This was a success. It doesn't mean you're bragging. It just means I'm sharing this with you. I think sometimes students need to know our story. How were we as students? How were we as learners? And I know that there's this fine line, right? Like there's this fine line of an overshare But I also think there's a fine line of an undershare. If kids truly aren't seeing us as humans and all of our successes and all of our pitfalls and all of these things, then, you know, it's a lot harder for them to be open up about it. So my question to you is, when was the last time you shared your story as a student? When was the last time you shared something that you are personally struggling with right now? When is the last time you shared a success with your kids? I think successes are probably the easiest ones to share because it's like, you know, that's good. Like People love sharing good news and people like hearing good news, but sharing our backstory and sharing our struggles, you might be even here thinking like, my kids don't need that. There's no place for that in school. I I would disagree because it's kind of interesting how all of these are working together, right? Because when we share, do you know what becomes stronger? Relationships. When we share, you know what it's easier to do? Celebrate. Even when things are going bad, we can still find something to celebrate because it's relatable. We're showing our flaws. We're showing the points of our lives that are fractured. Therefore, It just humanizes the profession a little bit more. And that brings us to H. What does the H stand for in CRUSH? It stands for HOLD. And right now it just feels like so many of us are holding on for dear life, doesn't it? I think that we have been holding on to dear life for a number of years now. And HOLD finishes the word CRUSH. But I think that it's so much more than that. Because I think sometimes as teachers we have to hold off on saying something. We have to hold off on sending that email. Sometimes we have to hold our ground. We said we were going to do something and then gosh darn it, we need to do it. Like We absolutely need to hold our ground and do what we say we're going to do. And sometimes it means that we've got to just hold this profession In the palm of our hand. We need to hold on and hold each other's hands and just walk through life together. Walk through this teacher life together. We need to stay connected and stay inspired and listen to these things like podcasts. And participate in things like Meaningful PD for ourselves. We need to hold ourselves accountable for when things are going bad why they went bad, and hold ourselves accountable for when things go good, the fact that they went well likely because you invested a lot of time, energy, or spirit. That's what crush is all about. It's about celebrating. It's about relationships. It's about utilizing our unique interests, skills and strengths. It's about sharing our stories and struggles and successes. And it's about holding on for dear life. Because at the end of the day, I think if you're listening to a podcast like this, it's because you have passion in your profession or you want to reestablish the purpose in your profession. And no matter where you're listening from or why you're listening or who you serve as students, I want you to know that even on your worst days, You are still crushing it for kids in your classrooms. Even when you feel like you're not making an impact, you're not making progress, you're not meeting goals, you are crushing it for kids. Although our hearts might feel crushed because of this year and the previous year, we are still doing incredible things for the profession. And I want to thank you for doing that. I love doing life with you on this podcast. I love delivering these episodes and and giving ideas and motivation. And I would love to continue to learn and grow with you within the Crushing It for Kids course this coming April. I really believe that it is going to be just this breath of fresh air so we can end on a good note. It feels good to end on a good note, and I want that for you. So i want to thank you for chiseling out the time to listen to this podcast and i want to thank all the og loyal listeners who have been here since season one if you're new to the podcast welcome please don't forget to hit that subscribe right in fact you know i don't know if you guys have noticed this in itunes which is where most of you listen it's not called subscribe anymore it's called follow So hope you follow this podcast so it gets downloaded into your phone every single Sunday night so you are ready for your commute to school on Monday. Guys, I'm wishing you a great week. I'm wishing you every opportunity to crush it for kids. I want to thank you for living this teacher life.